Oh, man, we back champagne soccer. Cletus, do you recall the last time you saw Erlen Holland score a goal? I don't remember. Ooh, yeah, I don't remember either, man. Shout out to Erlen Holland getting body popped by some Africans this weekend in Declan Rice. My man had no shots. <laughs> My man didn't even shoot a water pistol in the game. Saw him get bodied off the ball by Saliba. Great result, man. Shout out to Nathan Aki. Off the head top, you know, big deflection. I see he's been wearing big shades ever since, hiding that black. You know, when you get them concussion, you got to wear them big shades, man. Too many lights can mess you up, man. The bright lights can geek you up a little bit. But, hey, man, Arsenal won one nil. We'll start it right there. When I saw the lineup, guys, I didn't know what was going on until I saw... Pep Guardiola said, hey, man, let them boys win. He put he put Bernardo Silva at DM, man. It's like last year when he put Bernardo Silva at left back, and then Saka kept ripping him, but we didn't take advantage of it, and we lost 3-1. Wait, where, we where, was, where was Rodri, or where was uh, Calvin Phillips? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, Calvin Phillips, he's in a preschool program. I think he's working on, you know, his teaching badges. I think he's about to become a coach. I think he might have to turn it in. But uh, so, he, so he'd rather go to Silva than Phillips? Yeah, and he played the preschooler, Rico Lewis. That brother grew his afro to try to get taller. It didn't work, though, you know? But, hey, a shout-out to Pep Guardiola. I think he's a big reason why we won playing Bernardo Silva as a defensive midfielder. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. I thought Jorginho was going to get overran, but then I remembered, oh, yeah, Rodri, they big brothers not there still. These are the type of matches where they do miss Kevin De Bruyne. Y'all know there's a lot of moments where they can't create anything and De Bruyne would score like a free kick goal or a long range goal. He wasn't there. So no creativity. You saw, like I saw, I think Man City only had four shots the whole game. None on target. This is the lowest shots they've had. You know, they didn't shoot nothing up. So shout out to them. One nil. Great game at the end. I think it was a nice defensive struggle. Arsenal needs this confidence. They've beaten City now two times. Shout out to all the deflected goals. Captain Deflecto, as Alejandro Moreno would say from ESPN FC. But a hey, good result. Nice way to end the international break, you know, or start the international break, I should say. But uh, Anthony, how did you see it, man? I wasn't able to watch the full match. So I had to watch the highlights um, and from what I saw. Well, going into the game, when I saw that Calvin Phillips was on the bench, we was just joking about it, talking about it. That I told y'all, man, he he was the reason for at least two of them losses just off the strength of him being on the field. And by two of the losses, I mean, since Rodri's suspension, we lost all the matches. So we talk about Kevin De Bruyne being a, a – the guy on the team, most pivotal, who's going, who's going to take over for him? Hey, man, it's it's. I'm seeing online people in Manchester City, the fans, they're finding out. Oh shit, it's really Rodri FC, and yeah, we we need him from the Champions League, uh, victory final. Let's talk about even the the year before that when we won the Premier League when we were down the uh, Villa as the Villa. Rodri was a part of that uh, comeback. And a red card, we lose to Newcastle, we lost to the Wolves, and then we just lost to Arsenal without Rodri. 
Calvin Phillips had two chances, two L's. The little kid, Rico, and Dan, I'm with you. My man, he trying to use the Afro to juice up. He may need to go to a Kanji or a Keys hair, hairstylist, take it to the next level, and then we may we may see him evolve to something else. Who knows? But until then, I'm I'm cool with him filling in for Calvin while he's getting his coaching badges because I don't want to see that man on the pitch again. Other than that, I got to give Holland some props to Claytis, who's hating on him. Holland is still leading the Premier League with eight goals with Isak next, uh, right behind him with six. So my man can still not That's score cool. and still lead the league. That's so cool. Y'all, 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 y'all handle that. You, the rest of the teams in the league handle that. So Holland, he just, he just, we did handle it. He ain't score against us. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's crazy. And I also saw that's not the only time they, so uh, even, even though it was a community shield, um, he had no shots on target or even like no shots at all yeah. uh, in that match against y'all, Dan. So that it's, a habit. it's a habit. It's called a habit. So and that- Declan Rice, shout out <laughs> Declan Rice. He's been playing very well. <laughs> Then he, he he's habitually not gonna score anymore, Claytis. That's tight. No, um, no, you know when you when you do something for for a long period of time, it becomes a habit. So like when you mm-hmm, go in big mm-hmm. games or like in finals, and you consecutively don't show up, it tends to be developed as a habit. You know, just just putting it out there. You know, are you calling him the White True. Thierry Henry? Oh man, you know Henry yeah, never see, scored I'm, in the I'm, final. Wow, yeah, I think you really said that. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna put that on Holland, man. I think his career. He, yeah, he's, he's still, young, a, he's still and, a kid, man. He's still like yeah. 22. <laughs> yeah, damn. I mean, bro, I, I'm, I'm just saying, bro. Based on what I've seen within this current timeline, that's where we're at. <laughs> you know? the current timeline? Oh man. <laughs> yeah, the new look uh, came out, so you know I gotta throw it in there. You know the timeline. Wow. So there's another. You, we, we already know there's another timeline. Holland scoring in these finals. That's tight. Yeah. I hope so. Well, is that a, Dang, whoa, Dan, that's still that's still an if. I don't know. It might because now nah, nah, that <laughs> you bring certain, it up, certain. there's another dimension where he is playing for England. They maybe they won Euros. They didn't have to depend on the black brothers missing all them penalties. I don't know, man. man what if Holland scored eight? You never yeah. know. It may be real but, crazy, yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, Dan, you know, I, I actually give props to Arsenal. Um it's it's cool to see y'all win in a sense like man it's a it's a long it's a long season uh i wouldn't be surprised i love that city got these two l's we got them out the way because i'm liable to see a 13 win streak and Mm -hmm. then and then what you know like we're the only team that can do that in the premier league haven't seen i mean liverpool markets y'all y'all done something similar but we we can run off one of these streaks and while Mm -hmm. the other teams lose so We'll, we'll see, man. It's a long season, but I'm glad. I'm glad it's close now. I'm glad we're 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 all competing, and uh, it was it was it's tight. I didn't like seeing Martinelli fall to his knees after that win, but you know whatever. And shout out to winning again without Bukayo Saka, man. We've been over relying on that young man for years. I didn't think we could win a big game without him, but it happened. So hey, salute to Saka. Stay healthy. Shout out to Nicholas Jovier, the set piece coach after the match that was trying to beat up Kyle Walker. We like it. We like beef around our club. You know, we like stressing our opponents out. So that was hilarious to see Kyle Walker trying to walk. 
He was walking around trying to get in the mix, but he was trying to stand back. And Saka was like, fall back, fall back. I was like, hey, man, shout out to you, Saka. What a real leader, man. Uh, Marcus, did you have any views on the match? Um, I only saw the first bit, but Saliba's job on uh, Holland was pretty impressive to me. I mean, yeah, Declan Rice helped as well. I think, like, I feel like y'all kind of getting y'all groove. Uh, Rice kind of understand his role. Um, like I said, Saliba looking back on point. But again, I think when he started to fall, when y'all started to fall off last year, it was because y'all didn't have no depth. Um, and this game kind of showed that Terzar could come in and do a job when Saka wasn't there. So that's all I saw. Yeah, he played on the left. Gabriel was on the right and Ketia number nine. They did a good job pressing, but, hey, man, them boys can't shoot, man. <laughs> so, yeah, we needed Martinelli to come in. He's Him and Saka are best finishers. And then you could say probably Odegaard and Gabriel, but, yeah, Gabriel and uh, Jesus, that is. But, yeah, Ephraim, did you have any thoughts on the match? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously commendable, uh, the job that was done on Holland. And the fact that you I, I give you also credit to talk about pressing and stuff. I think the fact that you got split possession with them during that match, I think that's impressive as well. Because um, even, even though you guys are a possession team, too, um, when y'all play City, they usually still dominate. But yeah, y'all sure. split that shit and uh, held them only four shots on goal. So I think, like, that in itself is really important. I mean, four shots and then yeah, one and on goal. Target. I think one on target, but but uh, but yeah, I think that in itself is impressive. The fact that we kind of, you know, played them a day on game, split possession, kept shots down, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, stopped their their top goal scorer uh, from making being a threat necessary. You know, so I think that in itself, like just the overall game plan, uh, was impressive. So and, and like you said, the fact that they did that without Saka, um. So, yeah, yeah, great job by Arsenal. Um, keeping it really spicy this year. I, I like that. Yeah, they've, they're they not as fluid attacking-wise, but they're more, you know, structured defensively, and it's helping them grind out these type of results. Uh, Claytis, you have any thoughts on the match? Yeah, man, shout-out to my man Saliba, man, did his thing. But um... – I say the game honestly changed when Martinelli came on, but up to that point, um, I definitely commend you. I feel like y'all definitely stayed in the fight, created as much chance as you can, didn't kind of um, throw in the towel. But once Martinelli came on, you guys were a lot more direct, um, just kind of created a lot more on the left-hand side, and it changed the game for y'all. So it's good to see that you guys are finally grinding out wins and you know, playing ugly, even though you guys don't have your star player on the team, you're finding ways of getting other players involved. Um, it was a Fugazi, a Fugazi little assist, but, you know, Kai Havers went from scoring a, a penalty last week to getting assist this week, you know, just getting everybody involved and play one way or another. So, yeah, definitely commend y'all because this was y'all first one since 2015 against City. Yup, and, you know, Arteta scored the game winner about 87th minute, similar to when Martinelli scored. Uh, yeah, and I got to give props to Arteta. All his subs played a role in the goal. The diagonal ball by Thomas Partey to Tamiyasu laying it down for Havertz to set it up for Martinelli. That's all the subs he brought on. So, 
hey, shout out to making those right uh, moves off the bench. And like you said, it also shows that, yeah, we have been trying to get more depth because to start Jorginho and then be able to bring uh, Thomas Partey off the bench, bring in someone, even though I still don't rate him as much, bringing someone like Havertz off the bench. We didn't have that last year. I mean, Rob Holden <laughs> didn't touch the pitch. God bless America. So, I mean, you know, those type of things happen. I heard Jurian Timber might come back January. He sees these young brothers balling, trying to work his way back in earlier than we thought. So, hey, hopefully everything works out and we can have a fun season. But um, Marcus, let's go to your squad, man. You guys had a hard-fought battle against Brighton. 2-2 after the match. It, it was, I don't know if you felt a way when Roberto Deserbi took your boy McAllister and walked around him with him around the pitch like a dog, telling the fans, hey, clap for him. Remember he used to play for us three months ago? Clap for him, guys. How did you feel about that match and the continued experiment of <laughs> McAllister at DM? Well, it's funny you say that because Y'all seen the message I sent before his pockets got ripped. Stop that shit. <laughs> In January, when Mo go to AFCON, I need a DM ball. A proper, okay? Like my scouts would say, a proper one. Okay, none of this bullshit, bro. If we hold possession, it's cool. But the way how we play right now with that high intensity, no, nah, bro. Um, but to, to go to the match, it was very frustrating to me because we, we kept hitting the post um, early. They actually looked like they were ready to fight because they had kind of a lot of subs, but they went with youth. And honestly, that recruitment showed itself. That brother Angra, um, that's probably going to be – what is that? His goal on us is probably going to be our, my goal of the week because the way they picked the pocket and then, bruh, Saw Allison off his line and knew bro, he just played free that whole game. Okay, he made he made Robinson not be able to go forward. So I respected that. Um, but yeah, to finish up, man, we should have got that dub, man. It was opportunities there. Um, we a little bit short because even though they said Jata Carr should have got retracted, he still was suspended. So we was down no no him no Jata and no Curtis Jones. So we had Harvey Elliott who looked. After that goal for Mo, he looked very frustrated. And, um, yeah, man, we just didn't get that dub. And you can walk that man around the park all you want. You need to teach that man how to keep the goddamn ball when the press comes. That's all I got to say about Macca. Yeah, people talked about press resistance, press resistance. But, guys, they forgot. You know who was next to him? Caicedo, hey, man. He was playing always in a double pivot. He wasn't a single player, so – I mean, what do you think about Ryan Gravenberch? Isn't that what you guys bought him for? Do you think he'll get more time as the DM role? I'm going to be honest. Bro, is not a DM. Okay? The way how he comes in on tackles, this shit is embarrassing. He, like, he be just throwing his body around. I can see why um, Thomas didn't really, want, didn't really like him because, like, uh, going forward, the technical play, his passing – amazing and he's the reason we should have won he had a wide open shot that he missed um like that that he pretty much is a good connecting piece I think it'll probably take him a year to learn how to be more defensive but he probably gonna leave his feet a lot so I don't know if that's gonna work like I said we probably 
Honestly, Sabasla would do better as a DM than both of them. Because even though Bruh play everywhere on the pitch, he 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 know how to get he know how to damn near just like dictate the pace. He slide in at the right time. Like honestly, I would like to see Dominic play that role instead. I dig that. Now let's go to another one of our brothers. His team, you know, they they were under pressure, but they got the result in the end. Man United defeats Brentford 2-1 on the weekend. You know, at 90, <laughs> need two extra time bangers from Scott McTominay. You know, shout out to Alex Ferguson. Uh, his wife recently passed away, yeah. so it was not. It is kind of cool that Man United got a dramatic win in Fergie. She time. So she blessed them with Fergie time, bro. Yeah, so uh, he legit, yeah. They needed it. is one of the leading scores for uh, Euro twenty four qualifiers. <laughs> we got to see him unlocked in the attack. The end of the match. How was it, Ephraim? Hurt. Attack inducing, that's what it was. Uh, first, I me mean, obviously, it shouldn't have came down to that. Um, you know, Casemiro, that's a that's a whole other story we can talk about another day, but uh, he's not looking at himself. Obviously, 30, what, 31 years old, yeah, and no Modric and Cruz next to him no more. He doesn't, you're right, he doesn't have like some of that protection he used to have in a sense. And um, to be fair, you guys can see it too. The pace of La Liga isn't as quick quick as the Premier League, so that you can see that he gets called out and has to make tough decisions a lot more hence, often. Hence his red cards as of, from last year to now, right? Um, he got one of the Champions League games. So, uh, but yeah, he gave the ball up, uh, great to turnover. You know, Anana, the 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 Anana agenda is starting, but uh, you know, yeah, Anana could have probably done better, but I'm not really I'm not gonna blame that on Anana that their reference goal. So. Uh, necessarily, I'm gonna blame it on Casemiro because he he made a horrible pass in the in the midfield to break that turnover. But you know, yeah, look, one thing I can say about United right now: lack of creativity. Injuries are a big deal, as we see. Like even City's dealing with injuries, and they and they're seeing the results of that. So injuries are a big deal. We don't have the same back four as we we started off the season with. Um, this is Harry Maguire and and. Uh, uh, Johnny Evans were the the center backs. Let that sink in, right? Victor Lindelof played left back. All right, so um, that's the back line that we have to deal with right now, and it's not ideal for a team like United at this moment when all this other shit is going on with the team on and off the pitch. So, um, yeah, credit where it's due. You know, Tommy came in super sub, uh, scored those two uh, goals. Um, you know, it. it Finally got a little, uh, I, I wouldn't say creative, but, you know, what, launching them into the box, basically. Uh, that's what we were doing, like a team that 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 uh, sets up in the block all, all game. So um, that's how we had to score our goals. Um, I would like to see, you know, us start to get healthy. Um, hopefully this international break will help with that a little bit. I'm hearing a couple players maybe coming back after the international break, so that may help some. Uh, we still got a long way to go with a couple other players, but uh, – you know, uh, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be a struggle. You know, but, you know, it is what it is. We got to deal with how we can, can deal with it one match at a time. Uh, we got uh, a couple matches coming up. Um, 
Uh, I think Sheffield United's first and then uh, City, uh, I think, after that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that'll be uh, obviously a big test. Of, even with Sheffield, to, to me, it still be a little bit of a test because uh, we haven't proven anything yet. So, uh, yeah, still glory, glory, man, United, though. Let's do it. We're doing better than Chelsea. Mm, yeah. man, man, Anthony, Anthony, that was the weakest glory, glory, man, United drop I ever seen. That brother didn't even believe in it, A.E., man. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I was tight. Was he was relaxed. He was too cool with it. That's said, tight. Glory, 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 man, United. Hey, you know man, well, Claytis, it's not man United, but that man's city influence is creeping up on y'all. For once, smoked Vincent Company, a city legend, led by your brothers Raheem the Dream Sterling and Cole Palmer. I tried to tell y'all before the season, sign that road, man, Liverpool. Look how he's cooking up for Chelsea. Claytis, what? how do you feel about Cole Palmer right now? Raheem and your attack. Nicholas Jackson scored his... Hey, first up, bro, sorry to say this. Oh. No homo. This nigga need to get his fucking teeth fixed, bro. Oh, God man. damn, that motherfucker look like Bojack off Netflix. Shit. Hey, man, he's a ghetto British. boy, man. Hey, that's a he's sick. British. Shout out Bojack Horseman. That's a sick. Re- that's a sick reference, man. <laughs> Talking about cold Jermaine Parker Palmer. Yeah, he's t- trying to diss Jermaine like that, man. Hey, man, man let Jermaine be Jermaine, man. Let him. He trying to get his money up, man. Yeah, come on, man. Where's Nike Texan rides and Benzes, man? Come on, man. Relax. Hey, 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 hey. Don't don't say I'm just to take care of them. The funds have been distributed to their right, account. Man. They're getting paid. They're getting paid. Best believe that. Signing seven-year contracts. But, yeah, man, I don't know what happened. I think Raheem got some new jerk wings that he's been sharing in the locker room that's giving these guys some sauce because we scored not one goal. Not two goals, not three. We scored four goals. We could have scored five. It was celebrations. They were body popping. It was, it was, it was like off the coke as fans watching that. I sparked three J's. Okay. I got it <laughs> afterwards. But anyways, uh yeah, yeah. No, nah, I was I was really impressed. Um seeing Raheem moving from you know left wing to right wing, trying to get involved and play as much as possible. And also just being direct, um, him and Palmer are pure wingers and just being able to have them, you know, operate as wingers going down the touchline, trying to beat the defenders one-on-one, get the cross in is just something that we haven't had in a while. Um, it'll be even more beneficial. We had a real striker up top, but um, Jackson was able to get his goal. One thing that I really want, um, what's his name? Um, our coach to work with him on is like, learning how to be more lethal in front of goals. Like, those little flicks are cute, but, you know, we're not playing in the trenches no more. This is Premier League football, and I need you to to finish those chances. Because uh, he could have had three goals, honestly. But, you know, he scored one and another chance. He kept doing his little flick, back flicks. And, you know, this is not the level for that, my boy. Um, but, yeah, besides that, man, I was really pleased with the performance all around. We showed a lot of energy. Um you know, trying to create in spaces. And also, um, this is something I think, Dan, you touched on that we talked about, like, in the past is where, like, offensive teams are more so trying to, like, create and, like, not patterns, but, like, certain patches. So a lot of times you can see that we're always creating, like, more so, like, on the right wing and, like, that little corner pocket 
or like certain places in midfield where we're just trying to like create the space and hold the ball there a little bit more. So a number of things that I saw that I was pleased about and looking forward to getting Kunku back. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely going to turn that team up to another level. Now, just to give y'all an update, a little bit of what's going on outside of Europe. Uh, the Moroccan national team is getting stronger, guys. Brahim Diaz said, hey, man, I ain't never sure. played for Spain. Let me go to North Africa, man, and go back to my other traps. So now Brahim Diaz is about to play for Morocco. Shout out to the young homie, Laminia Mall. I feel like I give updates on him every two weeks or so. He's now the youngest person to score in La Liga history continuing to push that limit and he's also hurt because <laughs> Barcelona that's child abuse man you got a teenager he's 16 he has to get out of Spain duty already because he's hurt um a lot of brothers also hurt soccer can't play in international duty I think Declan Rice had to lean back a lot of interesting things going on over there um we'll get into this more in a few minutes uh Eden Hazard retires at 32 big news on that um UEFA announces that the UK and Ireland will host Euro 28 seems to be a trend of you know multiple nations hosting a tournament they said Turkey and Italy will host the 2032 edition and let's just get right into it guys FIFA announced in 2030 the 100th anniversary of the World Cup it will be hosted by Morocco, Spain, and Portugal. And then the opening matches will be, however, in South America, where the first World Cup was played in Uruguay, Paraguay, and Argentina. Seems to be a little bit of propaganda. Why, why does Paraguay get to go to the World Cup? And then you find out UEFA and Comabol are trying to become buddy-buddy again, the headquarters of Comabols in Paraguay. Claytis, break down this corruption, man. Why do we have a tournament in three or basically in six countries do they not know the logistics and how the travel will affect the players and the different climates time zones being involved in this nonsense they don't they don't and something we talk about time and time and again is like the quality of football is decreasing because you have players traveling across the world playing games every three days and then you expect them to be playing at the highest level which they can't do and then once they get injured you're now having to look at the market and then buy a new player and taking on more debts and the circle keeps going on and on um but i guess this is fifa and also uefa's way of trying to distribute what they call the wealth within football but at the same time it's like not uh not every country is going to see the benefit of this um you know, let's say for UK and the Ireland Euros coming up is like, who's really going to benefit from that tournament? You know, you got to look at it. The UK is only so big and then trying to fit all of Europe inside the UK. Like, let's be realistic. I've been to the UK. You've been to the UK. Mark has been to the UK. You, they can't sustain that. You know, the cost of living is just going to go up. Um, transportation, housing, Fix some goddamn bed bugs before I do anything. <laughs> you feel me? Like security is already like a big issue um, in Europe right now. And, you know, how are they going to handle all of that? Trying to entertain the world while 
having players who just played a World Cup get one year on a break and then might have to play Copa America or something. And then after that, they got to play their like Euros. Like, you know, there's no break. So I don't I don't see a high level of football going on anytime soon with these upcoming tournaments. Um, it's just more so who's able to manage and, you know, pay the refs and pay fee for the most money to escape the group stages and run a 16. That's how we're going to see who's going to be the winners. Yeah. If from in theory, it does sound cool. The World Cup that involves three continents in the world. But, uh, you know, this ain't a video game. This is real life, right? The only thing I disagree with Claytis about is the fact that they, they, I think they do know. They know. They know exactly what they're doing. They, they, but I, I agree wholeheartedly with everything else he said, because I think it's all a money grab. It's all corruption. I mean, you know, I, I know documentaries on the uh, end all be all, but, you know, that, that documentary on Netflix that talks about FIFA and, and the corruption behind, you know, the bidding process and, and appeasing to, you know, uh, different uh, countries and continents and, you know, you know, going back to the South Africa uh, uh, World Cup. Yeah. On paper, great, great to have one in the in the in the first one in, in the African continent, blah, 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 blah. But then you, then you dig a little deeper and find out how that really happened and why it really happened. And not only that, you're talking about not not only is it, is it in South Africa, South Africa was colonized. Let's not act like, like it wasn't one of the bigger colonized nations in Africa uh, uh, with, a, with a minority. Well, that, huh? All those white boys made that infrastructure nice. I mean, that's another story for another day. You Fair know? enough. I mean, I'm right. I you have the facilities. The, I mean, that's the, why the, it's going to Morocco. You know, it's going, what, to, though, North, right? it's going to Arabic cost. Africa for a reason next. You know, that's another story for another day. Hey. Yeah. But but to talk about the three continents thing, I mean, come on, bro. You're talking about three South South American continent uh, countries. They're in, they're gonna be in, it's gonna be winter. In those countries, right? Then you then they're gonna have to travel back across the, the world to go to where it's summer. So you talk about that climate shock, and then trying to play like like you guys talk about quality football, right? They're playing sixty something games a, a season. You're like, what come, what kind of shit is that? And then you got to play a tournament on top of it. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm a little lost on their logic. I I get it's for money, and like I said, money and corruption. That's really all it's about. Yeah, Anthony, you're the man famous for investigations and putting Ricos on people. Uh, are you looking into what's going on in FIFA? Or are you letting it slide that they pay you off as well? <laughs> hey, man. I ain't going to say I got a, a wire transfer. I knew it. Certain, organi certain organizations are just too big, man. I watch House of Cards. I, I know when people try to... Uh, Topple, topple, uh, whales as you would call them, <laughs> you get swallowed up. And I, oh, I'm good, man. Hey. You know, Whoa, hey, man. I'm good. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Those players, hey, Pep said it. If the players want to want to go on strike, they should. Why don't the coaches protest, nothing. man? What, why, why, why don't Pep and Klopp hold on, hold hands and walk down the streets? Hey, Stop man, overworking why? these boys. What we said, why? Nah, man. Don't give a damn. <laughs> yeah, they they love the tactic side, man. That's that's cool, man. I'm I'm past the players. Play. They weren't making them do all this. That's why Pep's saying, like, yeah, y'all, y'all should go on strike. Like, hey, man. Hey, that, that's a great what point. I and, I, and I agree with that. I think that's a great point. Like, 
They yeah, want to eventually they got to like Clay to say, yeah, don't, don't go. Say I'm not gonna Clay. All that traveling, hey, hey, bro, Clay. All that traveling, all that my legs hurt. No, I'm not going. What are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like they can say that kind of, those kind of things. They got they. <laughs> hey, man. If nah, they live in paycheck to paycheck, that's man. cool. You know what I'm saying? Like that's cool. If they making that that much millions that they don't care about their body, that's on them, man. We can't we can't make them care about their bodies more than them. Fine, you know that's cool, man. Because there's even a situation with um, the German national team um, coming to the states. They play USA on Saturday, I think, like at 8 p.m. And in Germany, that's going to be at 3 a.m. And, like, the whole issue around that the past couple of weeks has been is, like, what's the purpose of, like, you know, playing the game like this where the team barely has any days to prepare? We're, like, midseason, you know, like, there's no real, like, objective to playing a game like this. That's just – it's just, like, doesn't benefit the players. And then, like, you know, um, Rudy Valley was, like, you know, he definitely agrees um, with that, you know, like, the timing doesn't work, but it's, like, this is the best option that we have. It's better to do it now than trying to squeeze in like something like this during like winter break where you have boxing day and then you about to fly to America to play a friendly game, like, and then fly back to Germany and then have these players go back to whether they're in England and France or like a different country. Like it just doesn't add up. And there's what they're kind of alluding to is that like the FIFA counter needs to change once again. And, I don't know what your boy Wenger is doing, but hopefully we get a new new calendar sometime soon, man. Hey, quick question: What does FIFA was it FIFA Pro the uh, players' union or the players' association or whatever? What they we call it, FIFA Pro? Yep. Yeah. What do they do? Are, are they do they have a voice? <laughs> do they have any power? Do they have any? I mean, they have a voice. They, I guess with they're more so to, like they sit in meetings and like kind of voice their opinions on like new reforms and new ideas that FIFA's trying to introduce, but they don't really have power. Yeah, I figured not. Yeah. You just yeah, on a Zoom unions, call. Unions don't do as much because it's too, it's the, the world is too big, guys. You already know. It's not like the NBA or the NFL where their players union is stronger because it's only, you only have to deal with one league. When you're dealing with the world, hey, <laughs> It's hard to bring all these people together because UEFA has all the money. Yeah, how can you get the Asian the players that play in Asia and Africa to connect with y'all? Because they're not going through the same struggle with this schedule. It's only the one percent of footballers that play in the Champions League, play in the UEFA calendar, then our international players that have to deal with that. So that's where the struggle will be. But uh yeah, man, let's talk about Eden Hazard. Uh Claytis, this brother was one of your favorite players. You and a lot of Chelsea boys used to call me a hater because I didn't rate him as highly as y'all. But hey, he put in work for y'all. Definitely a Premier League legend. The last Chelsea player to score for 20 goals in a Premier League campaign. You could say I've seen the conversations. I think he is the best dribbler in Premier League history. His 2018 World Cup performance, you could argue, was he was the best player in that tournament. He dominated with his dribbling as well as historic levels. Like, I think the only other players that dribbled to that level was like Johan Cruyff in 74, Maradona in 86. It was crazy. Like R Ronaldo, the original in 98. 
how will you remember Eden Hazard, Cletus? Oh man, it's it's funny. Like I I want to say something negative about Eden. Hey man, just that's a part of it. That's yeah, a part of his legacy because he's retiring in at thirty two. Man, yeah. Let, let me go ahead and get the negative out there first. Um, only downside to Eden I'll say is that he did not develop a work ethic. Um, having played with players like Frank Didier, um, John, um, Alex, you know those type of players. You know, I'm kind of disappointed that he didn't develop that determination, that worth that thick, you know, training every day, 100%. But, you know, the upside is that he was naturally blessed with with skills to play football. Like, he just could play. And that's something that we don't have nowadays in modern football. But, you know, watching him from when he was at Lille, I remember, like, I think we were at NSU. We actually, like, were watching him at Lille. We were, like, we were watching highlights of him. Yeah. Um, And then when he made that switch to Chelsea, we were all, like, you know, because Arsenal gonna, wanted him. I was pissed he joined yeah. it. We were like, you know, he's going to hit the ground running. And, like, I didn't have doubts about it, but then I was like, the way he plays is like, is he going to fit, you know, the style of play in England? But, man, that boy turned up and just hit the ground running. Like, and each year he just, like, accelerated, especially once he gained that confidence and knew that the team was being built around him and, like, to kind of, like, bring out his best uh, qualities – like he just shined through every year. Um, I remember at first the comparison was like, who's better between him and um him and Mata? Like he did it that dream very easily. When they became him and Oscar, he did it that very easily. And like time and time again, he proved that he was our most um <clears throat> creative player, our most dynamic player, the player that we could kind of depend on. And he always delivered. Like, I remember you guys probably heard the interview where John Terry is like, you know. Eden doesn't train, but like we know his qualities is so great that we're willing to sacrifice whatever we need to during a game or our practice in order for him to shine on Saturday. And, you know, watching like behind the scene interviews, like with Chelsea TV and stuff, bro, he he did not train, bro. Like you watch him at training, his shoes are not tied, bro. His pants are sagging. Like he has like a shirt like tucked in, like, or like it's just like, like on him, on his person. Like, he's not wearing the beanie, he's just running around, like, lazy shooting drills. But then come Saturday, bro, like, he's going to get a goal and assist. Like, it's just crazy to see how talented he was. I'll say he is and probably will be the best and most saucy person we've had at Chelsea Football Club. I don't see that changing no time soon. And when I came home from work today, like, at 2, bro, I was watching a Chelsea game. We play, like uh, – a team and we won like five nil, but like, I was just watching Eden, like his first touch, his movement. Like I'm, I'm just sad that we didn't put better players around him and better strikers up top for him to shine. Cause what he's done in the premier league, man, his numbers and just everything around, man, is definitely going to, is going to be in the history book for a while. For sure. And one of my criticisms of him was I needed that double, double threat. He never did it. He got close until his last season. He went to that next level, 16 goals, 15 assists, and 32 or 37 appearances, 32 starts. Uh, Marcus, you know, there's a lot of convo about who's better at their prime, Salah or Hazard. I think it's a different conversation. I look at Hazard. He's old school. He's the artist. He is 
of that lineage of Ronaldinho and those type of creative dribblers that were also crafty playmakers. You know, everybody is only as good as your influences, no matter what you are in your field, whatever you are in your craft, the people that inspire you are what you will become for better and for worse. Even if you don't know all their habits, it just kind of seeps into you in a way. And I remember I was interested, like, oh, what are Eden Hazard's favorite footballers? And I saw this on the prideoflondon.com from nine years ago. Shout out to Khalid Abdullah, the brother that wrote the article. Number one, he said, Zinedine Zidane. That makes sense. Artistry. The guy that his game was beyond numbers. Number two, Thierry Henry. Also makes sense. Number three, Ronaldinho. Number four, Rubinho. And number five, Ron Roman Raquelme. Those three boys were as mercurial as they come. Ronaldinho, some people say he didn't have the longest career either, but at his peak, he was the best. I think Hazard, his legacy is intact. When you look at Belgium, you could say he's the best player the country ever produced. It's unfortunate it didn't work out with them at Real Madrid, but hey, everything happens for a reason. Because he didn't pan out, that's what allowed Vinicius Jr. to rise. And then Vinicius Jr. rising allowed Jude Bellingham to pull up because they needed another threat. If Eden Hazard is still at the peak of his powers, they don't need Jude Bellingham as much. And then also Rodrigo doesn't get to develop in the same way. So it's a big effect, but hey, man, Hazard, shout out to you. You went out on your own way. He still could have played for checks. Y'all know he could have came to the MLS and played, gone to the Saudi League, but Decided to go on his own terms. You got to respect it. Uh, Ephraim, how will you remember him? Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I ain't here to hate. But all day I have been looking on the X. And um, y'all know what the debate was. And I ain't even going to speak on that today. Because this is a positive day for, for Eddie. And I want to speak on two performances against Liverpool. I rewatched them joints today. Bro was on a different level. May 11, 2016, this brother dribbled past half the whole fucking team. He did, he didn't do a spin rooney This nigga just went around in the fucking circle and then got the goal. Okay. The second one was the Carabao Cup. I don't know what he was on that, that joint when, when Saar was over there smoking cigarettes. Bro came off the bench and he wrecked, wrecked us, okay? I'm going to remember, bro, for, for doing his thing when he had 17 and 10. But when he went to Madrid, I guess his hunger, it, it faded. Honestly, I feel like he was burnt out because his style of play, he was like the pinball. Like, that's what Super used to super impress me. Like, um, he would take the contact, bounce off that shit, and then hit you with a speed burst, and then he would he would cut you inside out of nowhere, like, do something, you know, something creative. Um, So, yeah, bro, like, kind of like how the announcer said when I was watching the highlights, one of Chelsea's greatest players of his generation, man. Like, and I respect to that. Ephraim, I've seen some people say that Eden Hazard is the best Premier League player of the 2010s. Do you see it that way? And uh, 
what do you think about his game and overall style of play and how that is rare today? Uh, I mean, he's probably one of the better, best players in the 2010s. I ain't going to say he's the best, but he's definitely one of the better players, if not one of the best players in the Premier League during that time. Um, he had credit where credit's due. You know, he, he definitely, you know, scared a lot of teams. And, uh, I mean, his accomplishments speak for themselves in the Premier League. I think he won the Premier League twice, won a Champions League with him. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Clayton, but I think he won, like, Chelsea player of the year like three times or something like that. Yeah, two Euros, Chelsea yeah. player of the year like four times. Yeah. Right. So, you know, yeah, so I would agree that if nothing else, one of, I, I'm not gonna say best, but yeah, one of one of the better players in the in, in world soccer uh, at that time. So um and what was your other question? I'm so sorry, you know, Dan. Uh it's about how do you think his style of what do you remember the most about his style of play and, you know, how it's not in the game and like that anymore? Oh, shoot. Uh, I mean, what Clay say? Most jiggy dribbler they ever had uh, at Chelsea? Yeah, big, most sauce. Only yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's... He played like a black man. That's <laughs> the highest honor I can give someone. <laughs> yeah. Because um... I used to say, Anthony... You know how you like to say De Bruyne is from the Ivory Coast? I had to look up Eden Hazard's ancestry when I saw him at Lille. Ask Cletus. I used to be like, hey, man. Yeah, he's, he's, he's black. I used to he, be like, hey, man, is this brother from Algeria? Where is he from? What? Belgium? <laughs> what? I didn't know what was going on. He's with the Blacks, okay? He, he He's out <laughs> with the Blacks in the trench in France. That's what's up. But no, I mean, uh, yeah, he was dangerous. You know, uh, I think he played, he could play as a false nine or striker, right? Sometimes. Yeah. Work, huh? Yeah. I mean, like, so to play uh, in the attacking third, uh, pretty much any position up there, yeah, he was a dangerous guy. Um, like you said, I feel you, like, too bad he didn't work out at Real Madrid, but they probably saw through it and said, yeah, nah, we can't take this in our training because if you look at his stats, like his game play just kept going down. I know he got, I think he got injured too, but um his matches play started versus matches play started going down a lot more. And yeah, he it probably just caught up with him, you know, especially, you know, getting into his early thirties. And at the end of the day, I don't think it would be I don't it wouldn't surprise me if he came out out of retirement and went somewhere else, like the MLS or the or the Saudi League in the next year or two. You know, maybe it's <laughs> right now. I mean, seriously, it may be right now, like he just kind of no, he didn't support him. You kind of hit him with, with top clubs. Nobody's like, no no big leagues are kind of looking at him right now. So it's like, maybe he's like, hey, I got to take a little break from now. I'm going to retire. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he came out of retirement and played for somebody. If a man that never worked hard having to sit down for a year. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. He going right, to get back right. nah, man. Maybe coaching. Yeah, that brother don't want to coach. He never worked hard. Do you think he cares about strategy? He doesn't train, bro. Just he doesn't give me the ball and get out of my way. He doesn't train. But then to answer the question you just asked, E, um, other than Suarez, I would say yes. Eden probably has been the most dynamic and most like thrilling player to watch in the league, to be honest. Because yeah, when, Suarez, when Suarez came, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. Suarez and Eden have been in the league. I'll probably say the closest next to that is Salah, but I still feel like the the level that those two are probably operating at was was crazy. But Salah's up there too, though. 
Yeah, Salah, that's the thing, hey, man. It's all aesthetics. Salah don't look as cool, but that's the thing. This is this maybe is a conversation for another day. How, you know, the influence of, like I said, you're only as good as your influences. Cletus, that's a focus, that little line you got there, man. You might Cletus, it's the truth, guys. You guys <laughs> remember a few months ago we did the five aside of, Oh, whose inspiration, whose kids are the best? Messi's kids or Cristiano? And Cristiano's team was obviously better. But that goes into part of it. All right, now look at what Cristiano has influenced. Be honest about it. Cristiano was a player that you had to play for him to maximize his skills. You didn't see the best of other people around Cristiano Ronaldo is the truth. We saw the best of Wayne Rooney when Cristiano left. We saw the best of Kareem Benzema when Cristiano left. Cristiano, if he didn't score, he wasn't doing much to influence the game. So that's why we do see the same thing with Erling Haaland and Kareem and Mbappe and some of the other guys. Like I said, with Hazard, you can see he was basically he's Belgian Ronaldinho. The same joy, the same dribbling ability, the same way he could score goals out of nowhere the same way he could create a chance out of nowhere it was amazing to see and that talent it's harder because yeah kids aren't inspired by Ronaldinho anymore everybody wants to be the serial killer score because now it's a numbers game because Messi and Cristiano who were they're the most consistent footballers ever it's not their fault I'm not trying to blame them like oh yeah you guys made the game worse no it's just their dominance and their influence has changed the way we view the game. So we don't have artists like Hazard anymore because everyone is trying to get those numbers. But uh, Anthony, Hazard was a stylish player. He's definitely, if if I could say, I think that's unanimous. He is the champagne player of the Premier League of the last decade by far. Uh, would you Do you have any other champagne players or do you have any favorite Hazard moments? In his game, his style, because I know when you started watching football heavier, that was like his the his peak almost before he left to go to Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, that's cool you brought that up because I don't have that much on him. I don't have a moment, but I, what I was gonna say is, once I started watching, it's cool that the people that uh, people like yourself and other fans. Uh, supporters of just a sport like Ephraim would say like yo this player is good that player is good when Hazard came up it was good to see like oh dang he actually is good dang he's he is jiggy oh wow dang he did uh what he went for Chelsea um before he left what was it the 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 Europa League against Europa League against Arsenal they won some Europa League yeah they won the Europa League and I, I was like dang that's tight that he did that yeah, you said versus Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, smoked them yeah. four little. That was when I am out of there. Yeah, so that was that was tight. That was tight to see him do that before leaving, and I was like, okay, he's he's really a boss. Um, but his style of play, Dan, it is jiggy. Uh, uh, it's cool that Marcus went went back into the the history books and saw uh him cook his own team. I wish I would have done that, but um, I I could imagine there would be highlights against City that him dribbling and and weaving through the defense and uh, yeah I like I like that kind of that style of play I like dribblers I like people who can be calm on the ball and then move through chaos and so Hazard he was perfect at that 
Um, he did that this, on you. Yeah, I, I know. I, I bet he did. No, come on. A cool, won, cool won, won the highlight. Watch it today, man. And hey, man, go ahead and send it over, man. Send, send that highlight in the chat. Yeah, but then, man. This is something we can go over later. Uh, Hazard being uh the first since again, this is when I first started watching the sport. It seems like he's about to be the first of the golden generation of Belgium that's uh about to appear. And so, yep, yep. Um, that 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 generation may may have to start being under a microscope because Kevin De Bruyne is hurt. You know, he may start fading out soon. So it's uh how how they well, like you said, hurt. you're based off your influences. Hey man, it's it's not just your influences. It's it's how you finish out. So there was a golden generation at one point, but now they it seemed like they turned into dust all at the same time. So um, that's something we all can look Lukaku's at. Lukaku's stronger than ever, man. Uh, Lukaku's balling in Syria, man. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Um, I got one more uh clip that I that I think Hazard was amazing on. It was uh against West Ham, the year he left. Declan Rice was looking confused why that boy was able to get through two of his players. <laughs> yeah, Hazard he was too nice and. Yeah, he never reached. That was one thing, Jose Mourinho, I used to say it. People thought he could be as good as Cristiano and Messi if he had the end product because he had the artistry in his game. Unfortunately, he never got there. But, hey, when you think about how much he accomplished just off his natural ability, hey, you got to commend it. It's kind of like Allen Iverson. Whatever God gave them, they maximized it. They might not have added much to it. But they inspired a generation with their style and unique approach to the game, and we will miss that for sure. Now, Marcus, can you please bless us with that MLS minute? You know, the regular season's coming to an end, and one brother has left Washington, D.C. maybe for good. Uh, you know, Cletus's big homie, Ephraim's big homie, and also my, hey, my brother Wayne Rooney, and it's crazy, by the way, Ephraim. I still get people talking to me. Hey, man, you guys need to do more debates. That Henri Wayne Rooney debate was tight. Hey, man, I didn't realize how good Henri was. Hey, man, Rooney, hey, man, you was hating on Rooney. So, hey, people still talking about it. So, shout out to Wayne Rooney. Maybe we do we do need to do more stuff like that. But uh, Yeah, I agree. Thank you. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Marcus, what's good, man? <laughs> Before we get started, man, uh, we can always do a hazard Salah argument. You know, I'm already ready, really loaded with my facts to go at that clay. So, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're in the MLS minute, and um, we're gonna just jump. We're gonna jump and j- jump around since uh Dan let y'all already know. Hey, man, DC United they lost their coach because uh Wayne Rooney. After the match said, we're going to mutually part ways. And, man, it's just one of the many teams this week that were eliminated from playoff contention. Um, Let's go ahead and get into the highlights. 
We we had a supporter shield presentation for Cincinnati. You know, they they locked up that number one spot the week week before. But hey man, they they had them a hard little battle going, man. Uh, but they went on and got that dub, one zip. Uh, but yeah, DC United, they went against uh Montreal. I mean, they went against NYC this week, but they before the match started, they was already eliminated because uh Montreal got that dub. They smoked, I think it was Toronto 4 0. Um so yeah, what is that? We get the DC United game. No Ben Teke, he was ill this match, but that boy clicked, he got a goal. Also this is DC United's last regular season game, so they won't be playing on decision day, the aka the last day of the regular season. Um, so yeah, Clips got an early goal in the first half, and then in the second half, they got another little goal. They ended the game two zip. Wayne Rooney left on the winning on the winning tip, but hey, he up out of there. He couldn't get that, he couldn't get them boys in the playoffs. Um what is we got next? We got, like I said, we got the we got the number one seed, Cincy. They went against Miami, and um, yeah, bro, the goat was back, but the goat was on the bench. Um, I think he was out there trying to honestly quiet those Barcelona talks, but with Miami, um, being eliminated this week from playoff contention, I think uh, those options should be wide open. But yeah, Cincinnati went. Uh, they got a goal in the fifty fifth minute. And it was because Grandpa Busquets got his pockets took, fell to the ground like somebody was going to give him a car. You're not messy, bro. You're not messy, bro. Get your ass up and run back. They leaked the goal, and they lost that thing one zip. Messi came on in the 55th minute, but he didn't do nothing. He barely was doing – I mean, he barely got on the ball. He was just jogging left and right, for real, for real. Last game we got this week, man, you already know who it is. ATL. It was ATL versus Columbus this time around. Both of the teams in the playoffs already. So, hey, man, we, we I went too worried about the results, man. But in typical fashion, ATL leaked the goal early, and then they didn't get an answer until the second minute of extra time in the second half, and that boy Miles Robinson, USA, did his thing and got their header. Hey, Clay, you better watch out, man. What is it, October 14th? Miles Robinson gonna shut down whoever on Germany while y'all still weak. But yeah, man. Um, next week we're gonna get y'all them final standings because it's gonna be decision week. I mean decision day. But man, before we get up out of here, we're gonna get y'all the teams that were eliminated, man. Uh, we got hold on, let me check my notes here. Yeah, we got Toronto, Miami, DC, Austin. LA Galaxy, ME, Colorado. So you might go up there and get you a cheap ticket. But hey, man, that's the MLS minute. Oh, hold on. Before we get up out of there, the Golden Boot Watch, man. You know what I mean? That's the MVP on this side. And we got our top three dudes. Uh, One guy, Dennis uh, Bowanga. I can't pronounce that fella's name, but he's the striker that you all may have seen in the All-Star game that couldn't get nothing on, on goal. Uh, he plays for LAFC. He right now is number one in the running with 19 goals and seven assists. We got set in second place, we got the boy Lu, Luciano Acosta, who having a career year, 16 goals, 13 assists. Honestly, if I had a vote, that's who would get it. But in third place, we got Cucho 
who played for the Columbus crew, and that fella got 15 goals and 11 assists. They're going to make that decision next Saturday. I think it's this Saturday, actually. They're going to make that decision. No, next Saturday after the international break because we actually are part of it this time. So, yeah, we're going to get that on decision day. Yeah, so next week we off, man. We're going to be giving y'all the – we're going to just be a part of the international minute. But until then, till the 21st-ish, we out with the MLS minute, man. Good show. Good looks, Marcus. I got to start with you, Claytis. Wayne Rooney, he's leaving. DC. Hey, damn! I'm, I'm gonna cut it short for you. I'm gonna cut yeah, it short. He's going to Birmingham. They're six in the championship. People are mad that the he Birmingham already got a deal. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a sick. Hey, Marcus, it's so dangerous, guys. His son Kai is following the boys that play for Birmingham on Instagram. He didn't know who those boys were ten minutes ago, but hey, he's signing. He's following them now. They under surveillance. Ain't Jew's brother there though? Nah, he gone. He went to Sunderland. He got out of that That's right. prison. That's right. That's right. Hey, bro. All I can say is we gonna go in depth next week. I guess for we give you two minutes on an in depth look at Wayne Rooney at DC United because the higher ups saying he fucked up on the transfer window. Yeah, bringing Ravel Morris and they say, man, okay. bringing the United Huff over here. What are you doing, boy? Not even making the roster this year, bro. And he on a five-year deal. Do you think green cards are game. easy to get, yeah. Wayne Rooney? And you're giving him to Ravel Morrison? Hey, man, all right. You know, just on that note, that's why I'm not getting my DC United, um, you know, membership next year. I'm not getting the season tickets. I was about to book the joint. Hey, so, I, so I could see Wayne and see when Messi comes to town so I could tax people for the seats. But now, it's calm. Been taken won't make you stay. Charlotte, man, free him, free up, free up. Uh man, I'll a hey, one of my favorite Wayne Rooney moments is when you know he ran back in that match to save that tackle playing for United and driving down with the ball, making that cross for a game winner and passing out. Hey man, that's the definition of hard work, dedication, and teamwork. I wish he coached like that because that brother was too cool as a coach. I don't know. I never saw anything tactically advanced. Man, that walk, he's too cool, bro. That walk at the skills challenge. Yeah. At you Derby, know. he did a good job until the until the board went broke and lost the money and they he got relegated. But hey, maybe he'll be all right at Birmingham. So we'll, we'll see. Uh Ephraim, did you ever get to see Wayne Rooney coach? Nah, never. You didn't never. have any interest. I only got in to see him play a couple times when he was with United. Nice. Uh, I should say uh, DC United. Not, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to confuse the two. But uh, but nah, he yeah, like that game you mentioned. I mean, that was obviously one of the big highlights of his time at uh, DC United. Uh, and I think they ended up going to the playoffs that season, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, uh, I think that might have been one of the games that kind of helped him get into the playoffs, if, if I remember correctly. Yep. Um. But anyway, yeah, so I didn't really get to catch him as a coach. I do like I called out <laughs> in a way I do like I called out the MLS for the all-star game and shit. So um, but yeah, man, I hey look, he'll be he'll be all right. You know, he's he's trying to get his way to United at some point, I think. Uh or some big club, obviously. But uh, I think he'll be fine. You know, it, we'll we'll see if he develops some tactics. Apparently there are none when it comes to him. I don't know. 
uh, I just have to go with what I hear <laughs> on the internet. So um, <laughs> good luck to him. You know, he's, you know, he's my big brother uh, or little brother, I should say, since he's younger than me, but yeah, man, uh, he'll always be a United legend, obviously. You could um, call him your big brother. You look younger than him, though. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no grades on you, bro. I got a few. But anyway. Um, it's cloudy. Yeah, it's cloudy. His is, he's Santa Claus right now. It's no doubt. Yeah. But nah, yeah. Good luck to him. Uh, hope, he, hope he does well in Birmingham. And uh, we'll see him on the other side. For sure. Uh, speaking of a brother that might have to go to that other side, uh, Paul Pogba, you know, he's been caught up in human growth hormone allegations, steroids, however you want to call it. They found substance in his first urine sample. He said, no, it's, it must be cat. They checked the other urine sample. It's the dope is still in there, guys. Now he's walking through his house looking for the dope, trying to say, look, this is good dope. It's not illegal. They're saying the bands can be up to four years suspension. He's only getting, I think, 8,000 pounds a week because he's on punishment. If you're Pogba, all these injuries, do you retire and turn it in, Anthony? Or do you just try to fight this and try to see if you can go to another league to redeem your career? Man, I was thinking about this, uh, you know, as somebody who does like to, you know, start a case, you know, and Rico, this and that. I almost wanted to extend my services to, to Pogba, man. You know, I, I remember when his brother was out to get him, you know, when that whole thing was going down. And I almost think that it sort of boiled over from that. And I don't want, I don't know all the facts, man, but. I wouldn't be surprised if it was somebody in his camp that was like, hey, man, try this burger or something just crazy. And you know how it'd be like sesame seeds that make you pop. It'd be, it'd be just, it, it could be something simple that he really didn't understand or know. And all this is happening. Nah, Slim, I'm not retiring. You're going to see me playing in, in a year or two yeah, over in France in Division Two, and I'm a, you're going to find me back playing for, I don't know, Brighton in four years, Slim. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not retiring. I'm not going out like that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Ephraim, did you give him the steroids? Who set him up, man? What's going on? Hell nah. And I'm not gonna sit here and accuse him of 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 of, of knowingly taking them. At the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, because the dude's been injured a lot. He's trying to get back and get it paid. You know, he's trying to get a, a good contract and or or a better transfer or something at the time. So, you know, it, it stinks that somebody like Paul Pogba had so much going on for him. You know, he, he, you know, obviously he had highlights in his career, you know, play, especially playing for Ju Juventus the first time. Um, but, you know, it is a shame because he he definitely, I thought, would have been one of the most dynamic, one of the more dynamic, I ain't going to say the most, but one of the more dynamic midfielders uh, of his generation if he could have stayed healthy, if United would have played him in a better position uh, instead of trying to play him as a defensive midfielder. Um uh, you know, things like that. Obviously, you know, like I said, his injuries and just his injuries. So, I mean, he won the World Cup, um, you know, so he's got some things to be proud of, you know, uh, got to two semifinals, if I'm not mistaken, one in the, uh, no, excuse me, one final in a, in a Champions League. Euros, yeah, one yeah, got to the, final in Euros. And got the final in Euros and lost, right. Best young player in the World Cup. I yeah. think best young player in the absolutely. Euros also. Absolutely, absolutely. Made, made a big payday leaving United the first time. 
by you know by uh, getting bought by Juventus, and so um, you know he 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 he's not without some highlights and some some uh, accomplishments in his career. But yeah, man, I, it, it just stinks to see somebody like him just kind of you know hit this downward spiral and all the stuff going on with him off the off the off the pitch and on the pitch and all the shit. So. I wish him the best. Uh, it'd be nice to see him come back and uh, play if he can, but I don't know, man. It's, it, it looks like it may be the end for him. Yeah, he's destined for the Saudi League, but I don't know if they even want him. Uh, Cletus, what are your contacts saying out there? Can we get him a job? No, 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 no. I mean, honestly, it depends on what Paul even wants to do himself. Is he trying to be a top player? Is he trying to earn his way back into the national team or – is he just trying to play to pass the time into retirement? That's the decision he got to make. And if he's looking to just kind of, you know, collect some money and just work towards retirement, come to the States, man. You be in Miami all the time. Go link with, with Messi in, uh, in Miami. You know, David could definitely set that up for you. <laughs> Marcus, what's your views, man? Pogba, what should he do with at this moment in his career? Man, at first I was like, when he first had got popped, when you said that, I was like, damn, what's in France, bro? Because remember Sako? I just I just had watched a video about him. It was oh, like, man, he got Sako. popped. Yeah, he got popped. So my question would, and Clay, y'all kind of answered that, would have been like, can he still go to the Saudi League if he like banned, like in the other leagues? And if that's not an option, then... um. Might be time for you to retire, bro, bro. Try to see if you get in, like, announcing or some shit. See if you can take somebody's job on ESPN FC or something. Maybe the colorful hat dude hey, would be, man. like, a party of persona or something. Like, because hey, if not, bro, we're going to see, bro, on uh, what's some joints, Temptation Island? Hey, man, come on. He's married with kids, man. He <laughs> what that supposed to mean? He needs the paper. Hey, man, you're sick, Marcus. <laughs> Why do you think Pogba wants to be a reality star, man? Hey, bro, he already was on the pitch with the colorful hair, bro. And the, and the celebration. So, like, just go ahead and take it. You know what? Nah, he could do dancing with the stars. Nah, nah, nah. You might be onto something. The next wave of reality TV is going to be football stars life after retirement. Watch. Oh, well, yeah, Hazard is definitely going to be on that show. That brother going to be taking it easy. Guess right, the man, man. Ronaldinho. Oh, man, Ronaldinho. It's going to get ugly. It's going to get very, very, very ugly. They might need to ban a few things. See, Ronaldinho, you know him. He's he's Mr. Outside. He was taking pictures with brothers. I don't even think he remembers. He said, hey, <laughs> go on Ronaldinho's IG. He has a picture with Beckham, of course, that's his boy. Then he has a picture with other homies at the Qatar Raceway. I was like, yeah, he don't know who these people are. That brother's just getting the check. Appearance fees on deck. I would like to see that show actually, but hey, it'll be hot, bro. It'll be hot. Yeah. I've been, I've been. Hey, side note, I've been watching too many of the baddies East oh, and to sells. <laughs> I hate that I'd be having to watch it, but it's Daniel still... Sturge would definitely be a star on this show, Michael Richards. We could do it big. Yeah, I, I feel that. I feel that. We'll, we'll we'll develop that. We'll develop that behind the scenes. But uh, 
we're at that part of the show. Ephraim, you got your champagne move of the week? Yeah, sorry, Anthony. My champagne move of the week is Ake's head for that game-winning goal of Arsenal against Manchester City. My bad, man. Hey man, I was my champagne so moves. <laughs> my champagne moves are the, the the reasons why that deflection happened. Arteta's substitution, bringing on Martinelli, Tamiyasu, Havertz, Partey, that created that goal. Marcus, what's your champagne move of the week? I'm sorry, I gotta go to a different sport. I'm gonna give my shit oh. to Michael Harris and Austin Riley. Hey man, <laughs> Claytis, what's your champagne movie of the week? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to this boy Musiala. It was this um, we were like in the barn half by the goal, and like he beat the defender and turned like he always does, and he played a through ball through like ten people, and the ball literally landed in the opposition's like top of the box tell just couldn't get the like the final touch to score but the ball went through 10 people I'm gonna just... <laughs> uh man i like that i like that anthony champagne move of the week man i gotta give it up to martinelli man not for the uh flute goal but for him falling to his knees after the win all he needed was the Brazil flag, and you would have thought y'all won some silverware. But, you know. You got to thank the most high when you beat devilish components in the atmosphere, you know. <laughs> when you're going against corruption right in front of your eyes, 117 <laughs> cases on you, you got to, hey, man, it's a lot. Man. It's David versus Goliath, man. <laughs> yeah. Word, word, word. My champagne goal of the week, I'm going to go with my countryman, Ernest Noamua. Playing for Lyon, scoring his first league on goal. It was a bullet on the near post with his left foot. I also got to salute Mohamed Kudus with that equalizer. Half volley right outside the right outside the 18-yard box. Banger. Stone Boy was going crazy. Shout out to the young Ghanaians balling in Europe. Ephraim, what's your champagne goal of the week? I'm going to give Cletus's boy Kingsley Coleman's love for that cross that turned into a goal against, uh, I think it was Freiburg they played? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was the first goal of the game. So I'm uh give him some love for that, even though I know he didn't mean to shoot that as a, as a, as a goal. <laughs> nice, nice. Anthony, what's your champagne goal of the week? I'm going to go with the one uh, in the Chelsea match, the for the fourth goal from Nicholas Jackson, assisted by Cole Palmer. Uh, it was a mm -hmm. nice little uh, ball roll that fucked the goalie up um, mm -hmm. that Jackson did and ended up scoring. It was tight. It was real uh, video game-esque. Reminded me of FIFA. I was For like, sure. Hey, so that, that was balling. So. For sure. Claytis, what's your champagne goal of the week? You know, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give it to that boy Jackson because he got another goal. Um, but I'm also throwing Sane's goal. Um, it was the one that was rolled offside. But um, my boy, like, just went one v one with the defender, checked to the left and just top top right. Um, yeah, he's in form right now. For sure. Yeah, he is on fire. 
Marcus, what's your champagne goal of the week? I got two. My first one, Aringa, Brighton. Like I said, pick Maka Pockets. Embarrassed, I mean, embarrassed Ali for stepping up. Back corner, he got a little fingertip, but it wasn't enough. Second one, <laughs> I don't think I ever said this guy's name before. Julian Brent. Oh, man. Okay. The way the spin was on that shit, the keeper thought he was going to touch it. No, it went right above your shirt. Nice. Still undefeated, BVB. Mm-hmm. Jude who? <laughs> yeah, in the club with me, you already know Arsenal FC. We in a place to be. We bottle popping. Eden Hazard is with us. Got to bring up one quick story. Felipe Luis, one of his former teammates, said before a match, guys, my man was in the locker room getting it in, playing Mario Kart. That brother didn't go to warm up, guys. He said, hey, man, don't you see I'm in story mode, bro? Get out of my face. They said five minutes to the game. He said, man, just give me the ball. They said that in that match, that brother went crazy. After the match, right back to Mario Kart, man. You know how we live life. So you know he's in the club with us. Shout out Eden Hazard, man. Great career. Even, uh, even a bigger legend off the pitch. If you know, you know. Ephraim, who you in the club with this week? I got two. I got, I'm going to give it a shot to Eden Hazard as well. You know, happy retirement. Good luck on the rest of your life. Um, and I'm also giving a shout out to Girona and second in the uh, La Liga right yeah. now. Yeah. Only are they second. They've only lost one match. And they are, I think, they're third in goals for in La Liga. So they've they've been scoring. So, like, uh, yeah, shout out to them. They in the club with me. For sure. Nice. Nice. Anthony, who are you in the club with? I'm going to go with first uh, Hazard, you know, hail and farewell. Excellent career. But I'm a I'm a I'm bringing Jude Bellingham to the club, man. Yeah. You know, it's it's a peace treaty. You know, I'm I'm toasting uh-huh. up and because I, I can't. Hey, I'm I'm doing this early before my man turns into Michael Jordan or Lex Luthor becomes the Overlord and he finds out that I wanted a case against him. But hey, Jude Bellingham, you're that guy, and I'm toasting to you, man. Yeah. There, there's Real Madrid fans making posters saying God bless the woman that gave birth to Jude Bellingham. It's it's going crazy. I even seen the AI pictures of they trying to make they trying to make uh Zendaya date Jude Bellingham to get a real biracial power couple. It's a lot of things going on. It's crazy on the web. Uh <laughs> Claytis, who you in the club with? Hold on, hold on, because I know they was doing the Swifty. They was trying to get the Swifties to, to run up the votes. For oh, yeah, Jude. for Judy. <laughs> Sweet kid. But, yeah, man, you know my side with Eden, man. And I'm going to bring out a few special guests. I'm going to bring out Dembaba, Marcus Alonso, yeah, for sure. David Luis. You know, I'm bringing in the, the old gang that, that Eden likes to hang out with and, and misbehave with, man. Costa, everybody. The, the tab is, is unlimited this weekend. For sure, for sure. Marcus, who you in the club with? Hey, man. I'm bringing, how you say this motherfucking name? Sarhu. Oh, man. Garasi. Oh, uh, yeah. Stuttgart striker. Yeah, he's going. Okay. To- we we only popping big bottles with his 13 goals going into the international break. You sit here talking about some damn hollering. Hey, man, I got Dylan Brooks oh, yeah, with me, dude. too. 
because he out here bowing folks and getting kicked out of the first damn preseason game, man. He out security. For sure, for sure. Hey, man. We do we have a pro clubs update, guys, before we get out of here? Not this week, man. We we was we, everybody was preoccupied. All right, all right. Well, we'll be under you guys are under surveillance. I need to see something in motion soon. We do got the Ghana colors, though. I did swap it though, Dan. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, man. Speaking of Ghana, they play the U.S. and Mexico in a few days. Uh, they're in America. So, hey, man, shout out to the Ghana national team. Don't embarrass yourself. They playing in North Carolina and Ohio. If you in the way, go, go support the Black Stars and go support America, man. Great football. But, hey, this has been a fun episode. Shout out to the boys. Shout out to everyone out there listening. We'll holla at y'all next weekend. Before we dip, what we got to do, Marcus? Until next time, man, keep them pinkies up.